Welcome into Bills Tonight Digital. Maddie Glab here with Bills legend Steve Tasker. And the Buffalo Bills defeat the Atlanta Falcons 29-15. They're also heading to the playoffs because the Baltimore Ravens lost today. So that means the Buffalo Bills are in and they still have a chance at that AFC East title. They must win next week to also get that AFC East title. Uh, Weird game up and down for the Buffalo Bills. They start off hot. They score on their first offensive drive, but then they kind of get into a little bit of a interception frenzy there on three straight drives. But towards the end of the game, finally, we're able to get back into it, score a couple of touchdowns, and end up winning this game. Uh, who do you give the game ball to in this one when Josh Allen didn't seem perfect today? It's a good one. Maybe Devin Singletary. Yeah. I think the end of the game when the running game took over and, and Josh and, and the Bills kind of, it seemed, voluntarily became one-dimensional. Uh, three picks on four attempts at one stretch for Josh. and Finally, the Bills said, forget it. We're going to start running the football. And they were effective doing it. And in fact, in the last part of the game, they ran off the last five minutes of the game just running the football and ended up kneeling down with uh, two minutes to go. So kudos to Devin Singletary on his ability to run the football. Uh, this is as bad a game as we've seen Josh play. And turned the football over four times, still won the football game, didn't punt. Um, <laughs> one of those weird stats. But I, I think this is a game where the rest of the team, and we've talked about this on the show during the week, and we've talked about it with you, Maddie. There's going to be a point in these playoffs where this team's going to have to win some other way than with Josh Allen. They did that today. Yeah, 233 rushing yards by the Buffalo Bills. We haven't seen that out of them yet this season. It's also their third straight season where they've won at least 10 games. Buffalo Bills haven't done that since your playing days when they did it from 1990 long, to 1993. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Congratulations. It was great. Uh, they, they're, they've clinched a playoff berth, and um, away they go. And now we, we get set up for the tournament. It looks as though if the Bills can hold serve in the last week of the season, the Bills will have at least one playoff game in Orchard Park. Um, the table's set. Now they got to finish it up. All right. Well, the defensive line had a sack party on Matt Ryan today. Let's hear from Ed Oliver and Harrison Phillips. Did you agree with that? Was that the series? That's when he, he made like all three plays in a row? Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, we have to stand up there and field goals and takeaways in that situation. Um, Ed made three great plays in a row. Obviously, his full team defense, but um, Ed's got some freaky things to him where he can take over a game himself, and obviously everybody's got to be doing their job to play great team defense. So, yeah, we didn't want to be playing against momentum. That was a big stand for us defensively uh, to get the ball back in our offense's hands. Right. I just – I don't know. I feel like – I said before uh, halftime, like, they had just been getting so lucky, and, like, I knew what to expect, so I just attacked them. I was like, he threw the pig. I was like, all right, it's time for me to go off. I went out there and just played, let my instincts take over and just played. So that's how, I, that's how I felt about it. When you say you what to expect, what were you seeing from them? Well, basically they were just running wide zone, one way wide zone back the other way, counter pass, you know, play action. So I already knew what to expect. Like, I think on the sack, it was a play action pass or counter pass, something like that. So I already knew what to expect, so I was just going at them. I know, Harrison, you weren't here when the drought was broken, but you've been here now with another playoff appearance. Mm -hmm. It's the first time to clinch it in front of these fans, though. Yeah. What does that mean to this team? Um, uh, it means a lot. So what, you're saying early 90s was the last time that that, that had happened to clinch yeah, at home? Because no fans last year. Right. And in 2019, it was in Pittsburgh when he clinched the spot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, anything that we can do to these fans, you guys know how much our, our football team cares about them. Um, so 
not only did you know we clinch today, but we have even a greater opportunity next week um, uh, to, to to win the division. And so um, we're you know obviously going to take our 24 hours and get focused on that. But it was great to do it here at home. What is the sense of I mean, overall for the franchise, and you guys have become part of it during, but four times in five years now under Sean kind of the overall sense of where this program has been, where it's headed now, especially given what you've been through this year to get to this point. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've said it a lot, is uh, the organization does a great job of bringing in, in the right people. And that goes from our you know, cafeteria people, our equipment, our training room, everybody around it that has that playoff caliber you guys see us talk about and stuff. Um, and it's not just something we talk about, it's something that we, the, the, we walk the walk with. And so um, it's been a great success and you know, ownership who cares a lot about winning. And um, yeah, all the pieces have, have kind of been falling. What about defense? You kept your offense out of the field for like 20, less than 24 minutes. Uh, for I don't know. Say that again. They, 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 their time of possession was 24. You kept your offense on, on, on the field for only like 24 minutes. Is that sort of a competition that I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> I'd rather us be on the field more than them. If they, especially they just going quick, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that. I just play. Pat <laughs> Harrison, I think. I think it was five sacks for you guys today. Just what was working for you on the defensive side as a whole? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like Ed kind of mentioned, the anticipation and knowing what the plays were coming. So if we could stop them on first and 10, um, you know, knew it in a drop back game, we liked our matchups one on ones. Um, worked some good games as well, good communication with our Russian coverage. Coverage did their job to give us an extra second to get home. Um, and so uh, definitely a great time to hit our stride here as we get into late, late December, early January towards the playoffs. Harrison, uh, they were one for four in the red zone. What was the key of being so good in that part of the, on that part of the field? Uh, it's it's part of our mentality as a defense. We'll defend a blade of grass, and so that's just the mindset of us. Regardless, when we get down there in in the red zone, we know we have to have field goals and takeaways, and so um, that's been an area. Other times in the season, we've struggled with, and so we've um, you know really hung our hats on that. I think that's something that's going to be celebrated here in these next 24 hours as we look back at the win. That was a big indicator of why we won this football game. All right, going into this game, Matt Ryan had 32 sacks, which ranks, ranked towards the bottom of the NFL in today's game. The Buffalo Bills were able to get home and have four, five sacks on Matt Ryan. Uh, what do you think was going right for the Bills' defensive line in this one? And someone also has stepped up a lot in the second half of the season has been Harrison Phillips. Yeah, he has. With Starlou Tulele being out and in and out of the lineup with um, – Injuries, COVID, personal reasons, all of that. Uh, he's been a little bit absent on the roster on game days. Harrison Phillips has gotten those extra snaps and played extremely well. And I think now, and maybe the first time in two years, he's getting back to where he was at the beginning of 2019 when he had started and was the guy on a defensive tackle and, and blew his ACL out. It's taken him a two full years, a little over that, to get back to the point where he was playing like he was in 2019. Plus the extra reps and the ability of him to get used to the guys he's playing around, hasn't rotated in and out as much as he has in the past. And I think that's helped him get some continuity and also started working better with Ed Oliver, who has also elevated his play in this last half of the season. You saw both those guys there together. They've played extremely well together, and Ed Oliver has upped his game. Now, he got a penalty today. It was a, 
was a very soft call, but yeah, I'll, okay, take the penalty. But he was there right in the face of Matt Ryan. And I think the ability also for the secondary of the Bills to take Matt Ryan off his, off his first and his second read in a couple of occasions gave the defensive line a, an extra half a beat to get there. Certainly that's what happened on Greg Rousseau's strict, strip sack fumble that Harrison Phillips recovered. So I think the secondary uh, helped the defensive line out as much as the defensive yeah. line pressure helped the secondary. Goes both ways when the defensive line gets home and also allows the secondary for a little bit more time to cover guys who uh, Matt Ryan could have targeted. We're going to send it to Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Speaking of the secondary, let's hear what they had to say after this big win. I mean, it's a competitive game. Uh, I got a lot of respect for Matt Ryan. So, um, you know, just in that instance, uh, you know, it looks like <laughs> I didn't honestly know what the penalty was. I didn't know they got him for the for the taunting call. Um, <laughs> but kind of played full circle. He had to come back out there and, you know, 15-yard penalty and then, you know, try to – we made a good stop at the end. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, like I said, it's a competitive game. I'm sure he wishes he had it back. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, not a whole lot I can do about it. Yeah, I'll keep that between the lines. Jordan, you guys are going back to the playoffs now. Um, what's that mean? You know, just kind of where you're at in your career now. Assuming yeah. you. You kind of embrace it a little bit more as you get older. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty special, man. Uh, uh, being here since 2017, uh, being with this this guy right here, um, and and just seeing how everything's you know obviously job's not finished. You want to continue to work, but um, you know to be where we came from and to be leaders on this team and have us go to the playoffs. This is our third third three fourth. out of four year. Three fourth out of five. Fourth. Fourth. I'm getting old, um, four out of five. I mean, it's it's truly special. Guys work hard, man, and it's a special group. Um, uh, special guy, you know, great teammates. Uh, guys come in, and work hard, and so um, definitely feel like we've earned it. Michael, what are your thoughts on that? Four times in five years. Um, it's remarkable. It's remarkable to see where where we were at when we first got here to to where we are now. Um, but obviously, our our, uh, our there's still a bunch of goals in place for us um, that we want to accomplish this year and. Um, you know, this is just one of them. Like how big was the um, start of the third quarter? They get the early pick, and you guys put up a single Huge, huge, especially in the um, second quarter. They they got some points on us, <clears throat> so we made some adjustments at halftime. Um, coaches came in, made some adjustments. You know, guys talking on defense about what we have to do, and then went out there after that um, after that pick and uh, was able to to force them to no points. So that was that was huge. It gave us a lot of momentum. You said three out of four there. Everybody corrected. You said four yeah. out of five. The idea that it just is the standard, though, here now. Right. You know, now, compared to where this franchise was before you guys got here, it had been 17 years in a row, no playoffs. Now, four out of five, it's almost the expectation. Would you agree the standard has been raised to that? Yeah, and I think, you know, ever since, you know, Sean and Bean and uh, they took over here, you know, they brought the right guys in to, to set that standard. You know, guys come into the season understanding what the expectations are um, on both sides of the football, um, you know, and, and, and that is that is the standard. And, you know, we want to continue to build off of that. Uh, you know, JB was in there telling the young guys, hey, don't take this for granted. You know, some of the young guys coming in here have been in the playoffs, you know, two years in a row now. You know, this is my – Fourth, fourth year out of my nine years, and so um, some of those guys don't really get to feel the hardships of what you know, what it takes. You know, 
it takes a lot to get to the playoffs. And so a lot of those guys haven't felt what it um, not making it. And so uh, really just enjoying the moment. Uh, obviously, we've got jobs not finished. we got to handle business next week, but definitely feels good. I think it has to. I think the urgency and the communication has to change a little bit. You know, we put a lot of emphasis on on those type of situations. I'm um, in practice. Sean emphasized a lot. You know, throughout the week, and so you know, for us to go out there and get some stops in the red zone um, was huge. You know, especially late in the game. I think we were up by 14. They thought they scored to make it seven, but. Um, you know, he was down and penalty put him back and to get to get off the field there with no points was was it was a huge part of the game. Uh we gave up a couple big passes today, so um you know, something that we have to hone in on and, and, and correct, but um, you know, as long as our guys in the back end are continuing to communicate and the guys in the front end are getting after the quarterback, um, the result of that is is a is a very good pass defense. Same as any other half. We understood uh, what we needed. We needed to execute better. Um, you know, find ways to get off the field on third down. Um, you know, and and you know that's what we did. You know, never nobody was panicking. You know, obviously being down at halftime, um, but nobody was panicking. Guys came in, understood what we had to do. Um, you know, offense. I think what they do right out of half, they, uh, they oh yeah, they threw a pick out of half, and then the defense came out there and made a stop when we had to, and the offense went out and scored. So, um, you know, nobody panicked. We just, you know, everybody came together and said, "This is what we got to do," and we executed. How different was the locker room today as opposed to Miami in 2017 when you got in? Nothing. <laughs> nothing's gonna match uh, 2017. Uh, that was that was crazy for us to. Number one win, have you know? I don't know what the percentage of us getting in was, but um, and then all being in a locker room with TVs on after the game, our game getting over before theirs, and then seeing that fourth and whatever it was uh, to Boyd touchdown, nothing's matching that. Um, but yeah, that was that was that was amazing. Did you guys know when the Ravens lost with like three or four minutes left in your game that that game went final? Like, did you guys know once the game ended? That you had clinched a playoff spot? I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest, yeah. Uh, just because the, uh, the trainers, there was a trainer that walked past and said, all we got to do is win and we're in because Baltimore lost. So that, that uh, told the story right there. But going into the game, I wasn't watching the score during the game or that. Well, they got the job done, and they are heading to the playoffs. AFC East still on the line, and this defense was big in the second half for the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen throws an interception to start the second half, but then the Bills' defense forces a three and out. Uh, then the Falcons, when they get the ball back, also have to punt. And on the Falcons' last drive of the game, they go 11 plays, five minutes are marching down the field, and it's a turnover on downs, a huge fourth down stop by the Bills' defense. So they continue to get the job done. Maybe when the offense can't get it going as much, the defense has been there to help out this team. You no question about it. Plus, you put this defense in a couple of bad spots with turnovers, uh, certainly that, you know, that 
is in the favor of the Falcons. The defense overcame that as well. Now, the Falcons didn't have Kyle Pitts in the last parts of this game, probably the last half of this game. Uh, he was in and out of the lineup early on. He came down with a hamstring and, and smarter the, uh, the Falcons not to risk him. But at the same time, it's a game they had to have. They didn't have their best weapon as a result, and it hamstrung no pun intended, hamstrung their offense even further uh, by not having him out there. The Bills' defense kind of put the clamps down. Their, their pass rush continued to force Matt Ryan to have to get rid of the football or buy himself some extra time. The secondary played outstandingly. And, and that, you know, the, you knew that Corderell Patterson, uh, Cordero Patterson was going to be a factor in this game, but the Bills did too. And I think in the first half, the other two running backs were actually having more success than Patterson mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And I think that's a, a testament to the Bills' game plan. Listen, if you're going to beat us, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, if you're going to beat us, you're not going to let Kyle Pitts or Cordero Patterson beat us. And the other guys actually had a pretty good first half, although it was aided by the three turnovers in the first. Yeah, Patterson goes for 28 rushing yards and 24 receiving yards, so they definitely limited him on the day. Let's talk about some offensive line. Deion Dawkins and Mitch Morse are answering questions from the media right now. I was docking pass. Docking pass, you know. Um, the best thing about that, right, even though I was double teamed and all that stuff, at that moment, I realized Josh trusts me like like hell. <laughs> like, there was two pe- pe- like, like people on me, and Josh still threw it. So, just to see the ball up in the air is, is just as good as, a, as that touchdown. So, we good. Dawkins, Dawkins pass. Dawkins pass. Yeah, for, it's for the world to know. Dawkins pass. After the, pick, the last pick by Josh, you know, Dable comes out and you guys go 10 of 11 on the ground, touchdown. Next drive, 10 out of 12 on the ground, touchdown. I mean, did you guys feel like that first one got you into a groove and then it was like, let's just take it from here? Yeah, I think uh, speaking for both of us, um, as professionals, uh, you don't. You you, don't, you kind of get lost in the plays. Um, you don't really think we we really ran the ball until you get off the sidelines. You do what you're told, and uh, I th- you know it's kudos to Dayball for putting us in a position to um, kind of matriculate down the field and put ourselves in a position to not only run some time off the clock, uh, but also put some points on the board. And like anytime there's there's a positive play after positive play, you know it's just it's just fueling like like for an offense. And um, Dable did a great job of connecting the uh, dots where they they needed to be connected, and we're just the uh, pieces, and it worked. Mitch, what have you seen from Devin Singletary in particular the last month or so of the season? Um, you know, Devin is one of those guys comes in to work every day, just puts in clocks and hours. Um, he's a great dude. I think, like I've talked about before, for the most part, good people correlate to good football players, and he's a good person. He's a good dude. Works really hard. Uh, you know, that whole running back room with guys up and down, I'm sure it's been frustrating at times, but I'll tell you what, that room has been the utmost professionals in regards to when their number's called. We trust anyone back there. And Devin has uh, has really taken advantage of his opportunities. He's made our lives a lot easier. I, I think there were some muddy holes in there, and he made us right. He right. made us right a few that's times. Sure. And uh, that's all you can ask for in a running back. And then, and then he brought the juice. You know, when you finish a play, he's the first one to pick you up, even if he's the one who had the big gainer. Like that, that's just something that fuels an offense. Like a guy that trusts you and you trust them. And uh, it's great to see him uh, have success these last 
few weeks. Maybe you should mention maybe both of you a little more light on how that's evolved because you know the run aspect has been something this offense has been criticized for at times this year. But you get into a position and given everything the line's been through, right? You know, playoff earth on the line, and you, and you guys go to the ground like you did today and produce. What does that mean? What does that say about this? It just says that uh, football is hard. <laughs> like just truly that. Like during the course of a season. Uh, you go through your highs and your lows, but when it comes down to it, you know, when it's time to put, put up, like push all of our chips in, we have to just make sure that we're making the right bets. And uh, we have the, uh, a great group of guys that call the calls, and we have a great group of guys that play the plays. And uh, with those two connections, you, you know, everything is special. And run it in the red zone pretty successfully, but the last few weeks, the running backs have shouldered more of that in the red zone specifically, and that was again the case today. What has happened there to make it more of a multifaceted effort on the ground than the rest? Yeah, I think, like you said, Josh, we, we put on this offense, we put a lot on Josh's plate because he's such a special player. Uh, whenever you can take something off his shoulders, you know, because he's got. Sometimes it feels like the world on his back, right? And like just run and pass like he's the main guy. Um, you know, for us, just executing in the red zone is a big thing. And any way we can do that, and it's fun to see a running back. It's fun to just score in general. But the way those guys have hit the holes, um, the way we've all kind of had to adapt as the season's progressed, especially in the run game, uh, it's, it's an ongoing process. I think we can, he can attest to that as well. It's, it, you know, it's every week is something different. There's all, we're always working on something. Um, yeah, so it's, it's great to end up with points in the red zone uh, any way we can, but those, those running backs have put a lot in their shoulders these last few weeks and really kind of hammered them in in some big situations. What do you guys think it says about Josh? We're in a game where he's not having you know, his, his best game throwing the ball, but he's going to move the ball on the ground. He scored two touchdowns on the ground in the first quarter. I mean. He is very, he is, he's got a multifaceted uh, approach for one thing that's another thing. You can take advantage of that. What does it say about the quarterback and your offense? Like, I think uh, you kind of answered that, like, for yourself. Um, it just shows that if we need to pick up Josh, we can do that with other guys. And it's not just on Josh. And um, it just shows the, the growth of our organization that, it's not all on Josh's shoulders, you know. Motor went in there and did his thing. You, whoever caught the uh, ball, like, went in there and did in their thing. The O-line did in their job and special teams and did theirs and defense and did theirs. And uh, with that just being said, it's, it's a, you know, it's three phases of a, a football game. And when all three phases can do their part, it takes a lot of the weight off of other guys' plates. And that just shows what's going on here in Buffalo. What do you think about three straight playoff How much of part does Sean play in that, that year-to-year consistency? Say it again. How much does Sean? Sean play in that? Well, Sean is, Sean is everything. Sean is, Sean is our, our head spear, you know? That's our, our, our leaderboard, you know? Like, he's our leader. And um, it just shows that Sean is Sean. And, you know, he's a, a stone-cold killer in the face, but, but – uh, he knows exactly and what he's doing, and he knows what to do. He knows like how to fuel his his players, and he knows how to honestly lead the right way. And uh, when you treat your guys right, 
your guys rally. And um, that's exactly what and we're doing. We're, ra we're rallying behind a leader that treats his troops right. Last one. All right, this offensive line has started to look more and more healthy over the last few weeks. Of course, you get a bunch of guys off of the COVID-19 list this past week, which allows them to play in today's game. Last week, they got Deion Dawkins back. He only played for part of the game. But that's been a big storyline for this offense is, is the shifting of the offensive line. Is it there? Is it not there? Some weeks it's okay. Some weeks they struggle a little bit to give Josh Allen the time he needs or the running backs the holes um, that they need to be able to gain yards. But 233 rushing yards is nothing to shake your head at. Uh, the Buffalo Bills haven't done that yet this season. The offensive line looks like they're getting back to uh, their old ways of last season when, when they did have it together, even though they kept shifting even last season with some of the injuries. But it looks like that consistency is starting to be there. What do you think of the group so far? Yeah, and I think the fact that they got eight or nine guys that are healthy and available now gives them some flexibility. And I think the fact that they found a little something in last week with Ryan Bates at left guard, um, and then with Deion Dawkins coming off the COVID list and getting in and getting some reps last week, uh, I think they found some things. They went with the exact same group they finished with a week ago, and that gives them some stability and maybe gives them some motivation for the guys behind them to get back on the field. So maybe it'll elevate everybody's play across the board. But they have there's no question they've played better in the last couple of weeks. They are so important to how this offense works, to how it runs without them. Josh and his weapons can't do what they want to do. Uh, speaking of Josh and his weapons, Josh Allen and Devin Singletary are now answering questions from the media, so let's send it over to them. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, again, we, we talked about this last couple weeks. Every game from here on out is a playoff game. Um, not every every game you win is going to be pretty, and that was the case today. You know, I'm just fortunate enough, you know, we have teammates that step up in big situations like this. Obviously, you're sitting next to Motor, who played an outstanding game, ran the ball hard. Broke 100 yards, scored two touchdowns. Um, our old line did a great job blocking. Um, you know, our defense stepped up. I put them in some tough situations early on, but they, they had our backs. And, um, you know, no matter how we were going to get this one, we had to get it, and we did. Josh, can you continue on that with Devin, in regards to Devin and just how he's become such a big part of the offense, what you've seen him do successfully here the last month or so? And again, I, I allude to it every time I talk about him. Every single play, you see him doing the right thing. And when you've got a guy that just wants to do the right thing and help the team win, typically those guys are going to make the plays when they're called upon. And uh, he's been he's been really big for us the last few weeks, and we're going to need him going forward. He knows that. We know that. Um, but to see him kind of take the next step in his, his career, you know, catching balls out of the backfield, and you saw him running the ball today, he runs extremely hard. And, again, you just – I urge you guys to watch him on every single play, whether he's got the ball or not. He continues to go find work down the field, follow the ball, pick up guys, you know, when they're on the ground, um, and that's how you should play the game of football. What, what does it mean, Josh, to have that element of the offense? You know, not, not just your mobility, but a traditional running game, kind of emerging at, at this point in the year. Well, you see, uh, uh, especially with the elements that we play with here in Buffalo, uh, we got to be able to run the ball and, um, you know, there was a lot of situations tonight where they knew we were going to run the ball, and we did. And um, you know, when when you can run it, when they know you're going to run it, uh, that's typically a sign of a good offense. And we did a did a good job of that tonight. Man, just felt like you know all the hard work that that's been putting in. You know, no, it's paying off. And uh, shoot. Like I told you before, man, even though, like you said, they were leaning on me, I wasn't out there by myself. 
you know, I had, like I say, the linemen, tight ends, receivers, making blocks, making plays down the field. So it wasn't just me. I had, I had all my guys out there with me. Was there a blue moment there? Out of 12 plays, you guys are running again, both of you mostly. I mean, was there a groove moment where you're like, we're just rolling? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We definitely got in the groove um, when we needed to, and uh, we made it count. Josh, three straight trips to the playoffs. Uh, I understand your goals are a lot loftier. Than that. But for you, what's the most important thing about the franchise? What, what does that mean? I mean, you look at the culture that we've got going on here, I think it just kind of you know, shows that the, the groundwork and the foundation that has been set in the last few years is paying off um, from top down. Um, you know, Kim and, Terry, uh, Kim and Terry, what they've been able to do, who they've hired, who they brought in, you know, the GM that we've got, the head coach that we've got, um, the camaraderie that we've had the last few years and the coaching staff too, I think that all pays dividends. And um, yeah, again, that's, that's, that's our goal at the start of the year, to give yourself a chance to win the Super Bowl and you can't do that unless you make the playoffs. So, um, everything we want is in front of us. You know, I know uh, a few weeks back uh, it seemed pretty dull. And um, but again, we, we've got guys in this locker room that just want to help this team win, no matter what way they can. And you see it pay off on the field. And uh, we had to keep things going. You and a couple of the other backs the last couple of weeks, the productivity has kind of gone up down there in the red area. Are you just trusting? What's in front of you more? What has kind of led to the increased production in the red zone running it specifically? Yeah, man. I'm handing the ball off <laughs> on these reads. <laughs> hey, I mean, I guess that's one point. But, um, shoot, the big guys, man, got so much trust in those guys that they're going to make the right block, make it, make our day easy, give us a lot of one-on-ones, one guy to beat. That's all you can ask for. Josh, you're for <laughs> Yeah, I think both of them were just basically quarterback runs out number of the guys uh, or the defense on on each side. Um, were you on both of those? Yeah. Leading the way, you know, motors leading the way, just kind of following him. And um, again, that's that's what you get when you can run a quarterback in the red zone. You get an extra blocker and. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense when they do that. Um, so, again, just following the guys up front, and they did a great job of outflanking, just pretty easy touchdowns. Devin, how would you describe Josh's run game today? Will you guys uh, let him in the RV room? Definitely, man. He could do it all. He'll, he'll run through you. Y'all know he'll jump over you, and he made guys miss. Like, every time you get it, he's making somebody miss. So um, he can definitely join the RV room. Josh, you kept Matt on the sideline two straight weeks. First team since 2004 to not punt for two consecutive weeks. How much pride do you guys take in that? And where do you feel the offense is at right now with, with that being the case the past two weeks? Well, I wish he would have punted three times tonight, or at least been on the field three times. Um, obviously, we, we want to end every drive in a punt, or a field goal, or kick, whatever it, whatever it is, making sure that we're holding on to the football. Um, it's a cool stat, but this one feels a lot different than last week, you know, given the turnovers. So, again, it, we're okay with him being out on the field as long as it results in no interceptions and no fumbles, and uh, that's what we've got to continue to do moving forward. Josh, was, there was, there the, was there a point in that game, maybe the third pick, when you realized this just isn't my day? We're going to have to do a different way today? Uh, yeah, I mean, every game has a different flow, um, different types of situations. But, again, like I alluded to earlier, 
you know, every game that we play in is a playoff game from now on. So whatever it takes for me to do, uh, whether it's handing the ball off 30 times, if it's running extra a uh, few times, or you know, finding completions and, and just being quicker in my reads, you know, um, given the flow of the game, you got to figure that out. And uh, again, I think we did a good job with that tonight. And um, again, obviously, we don't want to turn the ball over. I think that's that's a big big thing that we had to clean up, and that's that's on my shoulders. And um, I got to be better with that. Any thoughts on the uh, Ryan and Now, my guy, my guy makes a play. You're fired up in that situation, and um, you know, it helped us out. Um, but you know, heat of the moment, I, I can see why it happens. You know. My question was going to be similar to Sal's, but can you tell us your your thoughts heading into the locker room at halftime, down after looking like you're in control for a good chunk, and then three minutes out? Things start to get a little shaky, and maybe if you could take us inside your helmet as to how you're dealing with that. Yeah, I mean, pretty pissed off. Um, putting the defense in, in a tough situation. I think they got 10 points off of that, or might have been six. Uh, I can't really tell you, but they scored on both possessions where we copped it up, one in the red zone, um, the other one on a beginning of a two-minute drive. And again, just can't have those mistakes. We have points on the board. I can't take those points away from us. Coming out the third quarter, again, uh, Tip balls, you know, those typically end up in, in interceptions, and uh, it's part of the game. You know, those guys get paid on defense too. And um, but again, I got to got to be smarter, find completions early on, and uh, you know, keep us rolling. What happened on that interception in the end zone that you? Because I'm sensing you're obviously upset with yourself. What did you see on that that you that you? Yeah, uh, just would like again scrambled. I know there's a couple guys um, pretty close to me, and just try to make a play, give our guy an opportunity. Guy made a good play, jumped up, got a hand on it, and. Um, Again, that's kind of living to die by that, and uh, you hate those. You hate those interceptions, but sometimes those are the attaboys too, where, where you make a good play. And I saw Stefan in the end zone and thought I'd give him a chance, but um, again, just sometimes bad ball, good play on the defense. Those those tend to happen, but got to limit them. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. All right, that is Josh Allen and Devin Singletary. And since Sean McDermott has been a Buffalo Bills head coach, he has made it to the playoffs in four out of the five years he's been around. What do you think that says about this franchise, where this team is at, and where they're heading in the future? Well, they're, they're playing very consistent every year at a high level uh, and high enough to get into the playoffs. And <clears throat> they've got the right guys in the right spots. They're star players contribute on a regular basis and even when one of them has a bad day like Josh did today the rest of the roster is quality enough to, to overcome it. Um, it it's very rare you see a team and I think the Bills are minus three in the turnover ratio today really rare to win a game in that situation let alone win by two touchdowns it's it's pretty amazing uh, you just never see that happen and I think it's one of the reasons you know the Bills just had too much for the Falcons to handle today uh, they gave him the two they gave him a safety a safety, three, then two more turnovers in the first half that gave them the ability to get the lead in the first half in a game where you felt like the Bills were in total control like five minutes before that. They came out and the Bills just steadily just choked the life out of this game, uh, scored when they needed to score, and the, and the Falcons just couldn't get it together. Going minus three on the turnover ratio, giving them a safety as well, uh, it's a handful of games in the history of the league that the team that does that wins. And the Bills 
turned in a win today. And I think it says something that they were able to get a win and not the best weather with their rushing offense. This is something that hasn't happened that much this season where Devin Singletary or Zach Moss really control the day. Yes, Josh Allen had 81 rushing yards and it was important that he did. But the Bills running backs go 28 attempts for 149 yards. They average over five yards per carry, which is a really good number for the running backs. And they're going to need the rushing offense to show up here in the playoffs because depending on where they play, hopefully it's right here at Highmark Stadium in the playoffs. You're going to need to run the ball. And Josh Allen said that in his postgame press conference. So do you think this bad thing of Josh Allen turning the ball over, having three interceptions, could maybe also be used as something good going forward in that they had to lean on Devin Singletary today because Josh Allen just wasn't able to get it going with his arm? I think their willingness to do it. I mean, I, I said it earlier. I think they were one-dimensional in the second half of this game. When Josh threw three interceptions on four attempts at one stretch of the game, Oof. the Bills seemingly – and two of those interceptions were tipped. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. But the Bills voluntarily went one-dimensional. They said, we're just, we're just gonna, not going to do it. Josh carried the football. He handed the football off. They did some RPOs. He ran the ball almost exclusively throughout the second half, and they just made it happen. Um, that's, pretty, that's pretty special. And, it's, and I think it's really amazing that the Bills just said, listen, we're going to try this. We're not going to do anything else. Um, their ability and willingness to do that shows a lot of faith in Devin Singletary and Zach Moss in the offensive line. Uh, but it also says something about Josh and his ability to say, you know what, I'm, I'm staying with these players. I'm just going to hand it off. Um, I know there's a lot of elite quarterbacks that I played with and against during my era that would not be too happy doing <laughs> that. And they, would, they just flat out would check out of the play and try and throw the football and try and throw their way out of a bad day. Uh, you can tip your hat to Josh in the middle of a bad day. He says, you know what, I just don't have it today. I'm handing it off. Um, a lot of quarterbacks, I, and I know it's, you know, I may be speaking out of turn. I don't think so. They won't do it. Mm -hmm. And Josh absolutely did today, no question about it. He's definitely a team guy. An interesting stat also out of this one, Josh Allen and Devin Singletary both finished with two rushing touchdowns. It's the first game that the Buffalo Bills have had multiple players finish with multiple rushing touchdowns since get this, 1978. Uh, hopefully this team can <laughs> do you, it Maddie. again. Good, good for you, Maddie, pulling that Shout stat out. out That's Buffalo a good Bills one. Shout out to PR. Wow. They tweeted that one out, and so I saw it uh, right before we started this post-game show. But a, a couple other stats that the Bills were good in today, which are important stats, is they were 4 of 5 in the red zone, score touchdowns 80% of the time. They made it to the red zone. Also 7 of 12 on converting third downs over 58%. Even even though they finished minus two in turnover margin, it's a stat that they've been really good at this season, not so good at today. But you do want to convert third downs at a, at a high rate, and you do want to score touchdowns in the red zone, which is something that the Bills struggled with a little bit there in the middle of the season. So happy that they're uh, getting that stat definitely back up. Four out of five is really good. Yeah, that, yeah, it is. Um it speaks to what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have built here, the, the support they've gotten from Kim and Terry Pagula. Um, it, has, uh, it has become the norm and the expectation even before the season begins that they're, they're going to be in that mix when it's all over. So we are waiting for head coach Sean McDermott. He should hopefully be on the podium here soon to answer questions from the media. But we'll look ahead here. Week 18, the last week of the regular season before the Bills head to the playoffs. Uh, a home game here to round out the regular season. A game against the uh, Jets. So 
What do the Buffalo Bills need to do here as they have one more week left in the regular season, one more week of a, a dress rehearsal, if you want to call it, before you you lose and, and you're done for Be, the rest of the season? Well, because the Patriots are playing the, the Dolphins and the Bills are playing the Jets, the Bills have to win to win the East. Mm -hmm. They've got to win. There's still a chance, and a, a, there's an outside chance that the, the seeding may change. Right now the Bills are at four, Patriots at five. It looks like it's going to stay that way, depending on how the end of it. Now, certainly the Bengals and the uh, the Chiefs may it may tip one way or the other, uh, but the way if, if it ends the way it looks like it's going to now, the Bills will be the five seed, Patriots will be the six seed, uh, and the Bills will win the division. And the game between the Patriots and the Bills will end up right back here in Orchard Park in three weeks, so uh, or in two full weeks. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, but they got to run the table. They got to win this next week. Uh, they got to continue to win because the Patriots obviously won big today in Miami, and the Bill and the Jets almost knocked off the Buccaneers today. Yeah, it would have been huge. But um, yeah, I, I think it looks like the Bills are going to have to keep their foot on the gas this next week against the New York Jets, who took the World Champions to the brink last this this week. So they're going to have to win that game to get the home game the home playoff game in two weeks. And of course in week 18 you want to be at a point where you know you're in and, and you know you maybe won your division so you can rest guys the last week uh, because you want to have as much rest as you can get going into the playoffs because we know at this point nobody is 100%. You've played almost 18 weeks of football an extra game this regular season. Your rookies have hit their rookie wall. Uh, some of your starters probably aren't as healthy but the Buffalo Bills unfortunately won't get the luxury of rest players in week 18. I mean, we'll see uh, if the Bills go up big in the first two quarters against the Jets. We'll see what happens in the third and fourth quarter, uh, but they'll definitely have to put their best guys out there, their best players, have a, have a good game plan going into this one because this game really matters, and you do, you do want to be at home. There's something about being at home, even if you're playing outside in this wintry weather and, and the, the crazy home weather that we've had this season, whether it's rainy or windy. I was happy to see snow today because at least it wasn't rainy or windy. At least, yeah, at least you didn't get soaked to the bone, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, it's it's been a really, really bad weather year for Buffalo Bill home games and, and a couple of the road games mm -hmm. as well. It's been a horrible weather year for the Bills. Um, and it, it gives fuel to the, you know, to the Dome Stadium crowd. Uh, for wanting to play indoors from how, now and out. There's no question about it. It's a bad year to Can have one an outdoor stadium. Can you remember a season where, where you were a player and you had oh, man, this many home games with, with weather that just wasn't yeah, that favorable? Because we always think about the weather being like it was today, snowy yeah. and, and that kind of thing. But the real weather problem is the wet and the wind. And the Bills have had a ton of games like that this year. Lots of windy games, lots of rain games, both on the road as well, down Miami and Kansas City. Both those games were rainy. It, it's really been a horrible weather year for the Bills' offense to work in. Uh, today, actually, you kind of got to consider it one of the better home games, yeah. right, weather-wise, <laughs> with snow on the field. It's, yeah. it's crazy. So it's been, a, it's been a good year for the people who are trying to argue for a dome. But nevertheless, um, the Bills are going to the playoffs again. They're going to get another game here at home. It looks or another two games here at home uh, if they can win next week against the Jets. Yeah. Hopefully that is the case. Sean McDermott is at the podium answering questions from our local media. So let's hear what he had to say after clinching the playoffs again. Yeah, it means a lot. Uh, this is, um, you know, I'm just one piece of it. And I think it, you know, it says a lot about Terry and, and Kim and, and what they give us and the, and the resources they've provided us over the years. And 
the uh, the partnership that I have with Brandon and uh, and then the coaches uh, just doing a phenomenal job. A lot of a lot of good players through those four or five years now, and um, it's been a, it's been a team effort. So the fans included. I mean, it hasn't all been you know the high highest of highs all the time, but uh, that's to be expected around the NFL. And uh, them sticking with us has been important, and uh, it's great to see them again today. What's it say about the standard that you've set here, Joe? Um, that's what we expect. Uh, that's that's what we've talked about since day one. Um, but I don't want to get too far ahead of us, you know. And, and let's keep our our focus where it needs to be, which is right in front of us. And and uh, this past game, obviously, and then moving forward into next week. John, I heard you to have found this out today, but the way you guys won this game without your quarterback, you know, having his best day for sure, and you found other ways to win, is that is that a nice thing to know? At this point in the year, that you can do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was very impressed with the way the offensive line took over the game and uh, and the running backs as well. I thought Devin, that that series, um, the two series after, so we get the, the uh, turnover, unfortunately, after half. Defense comes out, makes a huge stop. Um, and Oliver made a couple big plays in that series there, and then um, you know, they take the delay, they punt it, goes into the end zone, great situational football there. And, and then uh, Devin came out and, and it was just an animal that next series, which I thought was a great momentum boost to our team. What has changed with Devin? What's changed with Devin the last three or four weeks or so? I, you know, I, I wish I could tell you specifically one thing, Josh, so you can write a good story about it. But uh, you know, he's always, um, you know, this year in particular since he came back, uh, to training camp, you could tell he had really worked his his tail off, and um, and I think he inspires the guys by the way, by his style of running. Um, he's not a very big guy, but um, I can recall two or three runs on that next series that I alluded to already, where those are, those were big runs for us, and and uh, you could tell there was something something a little bit more he was given right there. What does it mean, Sean, to have that element of the offense kind of emerge at this? Year. I mean, Josh, when we asked him about it, he said, you know, to be able to run it when the opponent knows you're going to run it says that you're a chance to really be successful as an offense, especially late in the season. Yeah, I think it uh, it, br it brings to, to the surface our two-dimensional offense, and uh, and that's a hard type of offense to defend. Was that a conversation you guys had at halftime to try and, you know, this we can run the ball, we think that could work more? What, what was the adjustments at halftime like? Well, I think just overall, I won't get into specifics really. Um, I think overall, the, the players did a really good job of executing what was addressed at halftime, uh, offensively and defensively and special teams. Um, so when you can do that, I mean, these games are going to be tough. It's it's uh, late December, early January now. The weather is what it is, and um, that's the style of game you're going to be in every week, and you've got to be able to adjust through the course of the game. Well, you guys gave up some plays they buckled down in the red zone there Mike up here earlier had mentioned we kind of re-emphasized and demanded a greater sense of urgency down there do you feel that they delivered that today yeah I think they the Falcons were one for four if my math is right in the red zone and uh, third down so great situational football over when you look at third down and red zone on both sides of the ball uh, maybe that was part of the you know the difference in, in the score Josh had the two rushing touchdowns early when you're not having a great day throwing it how much yeah, I mean it's uh, it's another component to our run game. Um, obviously, wanting to be mindful and selective where we can with that because of Josh um, 
in the position he plays. So, um, but it's a good compliment to what we do again. Sean, can you take us back to that time? You're down there in their red zone. I think you're on their 10-yard line. You're up by nine late in the first half. Three minutes left or three and a half minutes left or whatever it is. And the way things shifted from an emotional standpoint, I know you say you don't want to get into the X's and O's of halftime, but from an emotional standpoint to go from ahead, comfortable, well, somewhat, and then be behind it at halftime, can you take us into that aspect of being a coach, leading this team, trying yeah, to being a coach. I, well, the coach and the level and the word you were about to that was about to come out of your mouth, comfortable. Don't know, they don't go in the same sentence. Um, uh, but I, I thought it was a, it was definitely a momentum change in the in the second quarter there, and we came in at halftime and we had to get that back. We had to get our guys re-energized and back believing in what they were doing and how they were doing it. And and I thought the coaches did a great job with that, and the players executed. Sean, you, uh, you stayed with Marquez after an early miscue. You've been frustrated at times about turnovers on special teams. Why did you make that decision to to stay with him there? Yeah, I thought that was important. Um, you know, those are those are hard hard ones for a, for a coach. Right? The ball is so important, and we turned it over three, four times today. However, you want to count uh, count that one. Um, so, I mean, it's it's hard to win when you do that, and that'll be a valuable lesson for him, and I hope a a stepping stone in his career. What did you see out of Josh the way he responded after throwing that third interception? Because earlier in his career, he would do things like that and sort of you know, unravel this time. You know, I think overall for our team, um, I think that was a was a good moment for our team just in terms of how we came out of that and and what we were able to do um, with the game. Um, uh, you know how it wasn't going our way at times uh, through the turnovers in particular, and and find find another way to win. And and uh, you're going to have days. He's going to have days like that. And um, but I have full full confidence in, in Josh Allen. No, he knows. I mean, he's if if this was his first first year, um, then I would have had to said you know something or you know just follow up on it. But um, he already knows. We talk about it a lot. How important the ball is, and same thing with Marquez. He he already knows. And the biggest thing is, can you reset right through the course of a game? Is can you reset and get back on your A game and and uh, and learn from it. The stop after the third interception, how big was that for that particular purpose? It seemed like you specifically were very re-energized by it. Yeah, I was fired up. I mean, that was a big, I mean, right there, we come out of halftime and you were saying, hey, this is, let's everybody get back on it. And you try and get energy, try and get momentum back with our energy. And we come out and throw an interception. And um, I think the ball may have, in fact, got tipped maybe there. but. Um, that was a big, to me, a big changing point in the game, uh, turning point in the game with momentum. Uh, the defense came out, uh, and I thought did a great job adjusting on their part in the locker room at halftime, and and shut them down. And I think it was, uh, like I said, they took a delay to punt it right there. So, and then it goes in the end zone. So it was a good, it was a good complimentary football piece. And then the ensuing drive on offense, I think we went down and scored a touchdown as well. So, um, just high level of football. Say that again. How much, of a, how much of a momentum, how much of a lift was it to have that taunting penalty go against Atlanta so they didn't have the ball for yeah. the and they headed it to 16? I think the biggest thing right there is that's something we can learn from as a team. 
um, that those those are going to be play a big part in results of games down the stretch. And um, you know, I know we'll talk about that on uh, on the early part of next week here as a team. Uh, yeah, I thought there were some really good moments. I really did. And then I thought there were some times where we could have been better. Um, but overall, again, not having looked at the film, I think, uh, you know, we were able to get to the quarterback on early downs. We got to him at some point as well on, on, on third down and fourth downs. Um, so I thought that there were some really good moments and probably some really good things when I turned the tape on and watch it. Um, then there were some where, uh, you know, we, we could have been better. And I'm sure that the guys feel the same way. Dion was uh, double teamed there in the end zone. Um, he joked that it shows how much Josh trusts him, that he'll throw it to him with two guys on him. When, when you guys come out, don't go for the field goal early. You guys go for the touchdown. You call a play like that. It looked like you guys were making a concerted effort to be aggressive again. Um, is that something you kind of came into this one, riding the momentum a little bit last from last week? Uh, you know, again, Josh, I think I uh, appreciate where you're coming from. I just, I just think it's just overall how we wanted to play this game or that situation within this game. It's not always going to be like that. It's just uh, what we feel like the situation calls for. Did you like that play call the past 73? I like when he's open better than when he's double covered. <laughs> John, is it important to do things that are fun at times during a game, even though you you know, just to get your guys a little going or whatever, is that you can ride on some sort of vibe or because this team does some fun things over the years. Why don't you name which what, what fun things we've done? We've done doing something like throwing to Dion. Or uh, yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, I mean this is at the end of the day. Listen, we're we're professionals in what we do, right? But at the end of the day, there's got to be some level of energy that comes from doing some things, right? And, and, and not only on the field, but off the field as well. So I think that is a part of, of good teams is that chemistry, that synergy, and, and you get that through different ways. Devin, doesn't really seem like the loudest guy in the room. Um, but for you, what do you see when a guy can step up and kind of shine in that role? You said Devin, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, um, he doesn't say a lot. Um, and I really appreciate the way he approaches his, his job is he comes to work, he's prepared, he knows the details of his job, not only when he's carrying the ball, but when he doesn't have the ball, which is a big part of being a complete back. And I think that's a lesson for, for all the players on our team, including the guys at his position. All right, thanks, guys. McDermott's press conference is brought to you by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official health plan of the Buffalo Bills. All righty, that's head coach Sean McDermott. One week left in the regular season. The Buffalo Bills will welcome the New York Jets to Highmark Stadium. We'll see what happens if they win. They're the AFC East title division holders. They won it last year. Let's see if they can do it for the second straight week in a row. I looked at the weather forecast. We were talking about how home games not the best in the season. Well, next week, rain and snow in the forecast, of course. Yeah, it's not going to get better. Uh, you know, it could get better, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's a must-win game. you got to win it. The Bills have clinched a playoff spot, so have the Patriots. Uh, the home game, whether it's going to be in Buffalo or in Foxborough, is going to be decided next week by the Buffalo Bills, whether they win or lose. Um, and if they, if they win, it's here in two weeks. Sounds good to me. Let's keep the win streak going. Three straight games. Let's make it four heading into the playoffs. We want to thank you for joining in on Bills Night Digital. Uh, please 
come back 1130 MSG. We will have all of our full version of Bill Snipe, more highlights, more sound and more analysis of this one. For Steve Tasker, I'm Maddie Glab. We will see you all right back here next week.